0: The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by Hash House a Go Go, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, Brew City Brand Apparel, The Food Connection LV.com, and by Mr. Antenna.
1: It's The Fake Show with Jim Toffey.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure that I first became aware of Jacqueline Bissett when she co-starred in the film Bullet with Steve McQueen, who was probably the most famous actor on the planet at that time. She had been in a few films before that with small parts like Casino Royale with Peter Sellers and an early Roman Polanski film called Cul-de-sac. She would go on to do such films as Murder on the Orient Express, Airport, and yes, The Deep, which is probably most famous for her wet t-shirt and no I'm not going to ask her about that because everyone has asked her about that over the years well now she is in this great sounding film opposite Ben Kingsley please welcome to the show Jacqueline Bissett Jacqueline how are you today
1: I'm very, very good.
0: Thank you for joining me, and congratulations on your new film, Backstabbing for Beginners, based on a true story. Yes,
1: based on a book. Yes, on a true story. Um, a story that took place uh, during the time of Saddam Hussein. Yeah, it, it, it's in our film is is based in Baghdad. I play the head of the Baghdad office of the UN, and. Um, Oh my God! I'm having an absolute blank. The star. Um,
0: oh, Ben Kingsley and Theo ben James.
1: Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, <laughs> so he's the head of the UN office in New York, and we are in opposition. Um, it's about the Oil for Food program that existed around 2005, I think it is, and it's a sort of a, a very, quite complex story. Um, it's a thriller. It's I play a very tough woman who's up in opposition to Ben Kingsley, and. Um, I was fascinated by this story because I mean to actually be in the idea to have the, the idea of being in a milieu where Saddam Hussein was round the corner it was absolutely frightening to me and absolutely um interesting we We shot it in in Morocco in uh, Casablanca, which is also a very interesting place to be yeah and um i i I wanted to do it for for, for those reasons because i'm very very interested in what is going on in the middle east and it's a kind of drama around all the characters, and there's a lot of intrigue, and it's extremely... Um, the film is very informed with what happened at that time. It's, it's tremendous corruption that was going on.
0: For you, at this point in your career, is it... You speak of someone like Ben Kingsley, who's great. Is it the actors you're playing with, the director, the script that draws you in on a project?
1: Well, it's a kind of combination, you know, and sometimes they coincide with a moment when you you don't have anything planned, and the combination of things, you say, that sounds interesting. You know, I don't want to waste my time. I like to learn. I'm very interested in learning stuff. And I like being in interesting places. And I certainly wanted to work with Ben Kingsley, especially that we were in opposition to each other. But I wondered what that would be like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's
1: a very tough, very tough person. And uh, he has tremendous personality. You know, he he's certainly knows what he's doing I mean, to the second and, and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Um, it's complex. It's complex why one goes to work. You know, it's not, when you begin, you get a lot of, when you begin the business, everything is new and everything is exciting and everything. And then at a certain point, you really, you don't want to repeat yourself. I think most actors feel that way. You don't want to repeat yourself because you find it is less interesting. And you also, you like, if people are fans, you don't want to bore them with doing the same old thing. So uh, normally speaking, there's a degree of um, rep- repetition in the idea of being any kind of a star. It tends to mean that you're going to be having to repeat yourself because people like your personality based on a few projects that they, they liked a lot. But that's the catch. It's difficult to stay free and uh, be an independent actor. And uh, my, my feeling is that I don't want to be uh, cornered in an image
0: I believe one of your first really interesting films, this is going back a few years, was Roman Polanski's Cul-de-sac.
1: Yes, that was very interesting, but I was a complete beginner at that point. I knew nothing.
0: Was that the type of thing, though, where you thought, hey, this is a profession, I I think I'll give this a go because it was such an interesting project?
1: Well, I just... I so intrigued to be. Uh, I had to, to um, audition twice, uh, and initially, Roman was planning on using an unknown girl for the part, and um, for the main part. And I went to see them, and um, and he was casting with David Bailey, the famous photographer. <laughs> he said to me when I walked in, "You have to lose weight," and I thought oh, the, the beginning, it was the beginning of such a such a a bummer to hear that on the first time I walked in. (laughs) So they put me on the diet, and they tested me, and then they tested me again. And I got this small part, which was tremendous relief, because quite honestly, I couldn't possibly have done the the main female part. And French actress, Françoise Dorliac, who was Catherine Deneau's sister, uh, got the main part. And God, she was wonderful and intriguing. And I I was a child. I really didn't know anything about life, and and I couldn't have done it. I would have messed up. (laughs) So I'm actually rather grateful I didn't get that part. Start on the wrong foot. You know, you only get to be a virgin once. Right. And um, it's important, (laughs) the first one.
0: Just a few years later, you work on the film Bullet with Steve McQueen, and I believe this was his first co-producing spot for him. You played his girlfriend. Did you you really spend much time with him on the set?
1: No, I didn't spend that much time, but I spent quite a lot of time in San Francisco because the director, P.T. Yates, Asked me, he said, "I want you to come up to San Francisco and learn to be a person from San Francisco." Well, I hadn't the faintest idea what that meant, really. And he said, "No, I want you to you take an apartment, and I want to feel that you live there and that you're you're a local, and so that you're relaxed." Well, I I'd go up there and wait to shoot, and and then nothing would happen, and I would I would have lunch with uh, the director and the producer and Steve quite often, just to keep me on, you know, sort of alive to the project because i wasn't shooting very much and then i would go back to l.a. and say this is never going to happen i was miserable trying to be a person from san francisco i didn't know how to use that time as an actor i had not learned how to to um to do the subtext work you know i had not learned i was i was once again i was very very young and and um inexperienced but it all turned out okay but we had we went to all kinds of restaurants and you know, Steve was a was a very very big star at that time. He would arrive on his motorcycle, and then he would disappear on his motorcycle, and the crowds would try and reach him. But he was like a sort of um, a sort of uh, cat. He was like a sort of he would scamper <laughs> off down the <laughs> street too. and he 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 would always want to have his back to where the where the crowd were. In terms of a restaurant, we would always be in the. They'd take a table to the private private dining room, and we would be. But he was—he didn't behave at all like I imagined the star would be.
0: Yeah, I suppose people still ask you more about the Mustang than they do even Steve McQueen, which is amazing, isn't it?
1: Well, you know, it's the 50th anniversary this this year. Right. My God, there's a lot of, there's a mass of things for Bullet. Bullet, Bullet, Bullet.
0: I <laughs> right. I have to say, I really enjoyed you on Nip Tuck, which was one of Ryan Murphy's first efforts. Yeah, uh, there
1: were, well, I enjoyed that too.
0: There seem to be a lot more opportunities to do quality material on television these days, don't you think?
1: Well, that's certainly, watching a lot of television these days, I would say there is a, certainly uh, some wonderful stuff. Uh, there is, but you know, I think people forget that they, they sit and watch a, a series, maybe if it's a few, 20, 30 episodes, and they forget that there are three years of work.
0: For people, yes, that right. That is
1: actually, and they absorb it. I mean, the, the absorption, I'm, I'm catching up this moment with old series that I never had a chance to see, and I, I represent some of them, sort of seven years of work, and you're seeing it in maybe two, in 10-day period, and it, it's, it, you know, the, the, it's so intense what people, the actors, go through to do those series. So, yes, it's, it's, I think it's fantastic if the work is great, but it's not a one, two, three, you know. You've got it's a real commitment.
0: I found it fascinating, I read this about you, that when you were a little girl, you used to improvise different characters for your mom, including... in
1: characters. I had two characters.
0: An Italian named Claudia, right?
1: So we took my character and put it into a film I did with Dennis Hopper. I said, can I use this? I had my um, told the director because she said, "I want you to put your character together and you choose the, what you're going to do in it in this in this role." And I said, "Well, could I play this person? I sometimes do." And she said, "Well, we can investigate that." And and um, then the other character was was sort of a Cockney character, you know, talking very rough and and funny, and um, <laughs> uh, uh, it used to make my father really uh, laugh. Uh,
0: uh, 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 and
1: I adored doing those characters. And some and funnily enough um i did another film called uh, asha in which i was able to take part of that character of the sort of uh, working class lady but in the in the film Asher i'm playing a, a woman uh, an old lady who's got dementia and who's really mean <laughs> right <laughs> mean and and pathetic but it's really a wonderful small part and i'm very excited to see it
0: well we're excited to see backstabbing for beginners it sounds really intriguing starring jacqueline and also uh, ben kingsley and theo james in theaters and on demand so look for it just a pleasure talking to you jacqueline
1: thank you so much we actually had time to cover a few things
0: yes good luck with everything great talking to you
1: thank you thank you
0: bye 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 she really is an international film star. And by the way, when she was first auditioning for roles in films when she was still in her 20s, she was also taking care of her mother who had Alzheimer's and MS. Somehow she got through it all and continued with this great career. Of course, as we mentioned, it is the 50th anniversary of the film Bullet, still my favorite chase scene of all time. Well, that is it for this episode of The Fake Show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jim Tofty and I'll see you back here next time.
1: Take the fake show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.